This podcast is listener supported. To help us out, go to our Patreon page at patreon.com slash Rant. The following podcast may contain language not suitable for younger audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome, my friends, to the show that never ends. This is the Red Bull Rant Podcast, the Red Bull Podcast of SB Nation and What's a Metro. I'm your host, Jason Ipico. I'm Pat McDonald. I'm Truman, and this is episode 148, Red Card at Night. Not a mustache delight, that's all I'm going to say. Not, nope. not no, a night no. for the mustache. Not, nope. not a night at all for the mustache. Nope. Um, first regular season home game on a Sunday night, or sorry, Saturday night. For Rebels this year, and Sasha Kleshman fucks it up. Well, he's not the only one. No, but I mean, we'll, we'll get into that. He's, we'll he's the goat. He's the goat. That's he, what it comes down to. He lost his mind. So, uh, yeah. Ugh. Who, uh, who saw that collapse coming in the first 15 minutes, huh? No, not I. Not that way, anyway. Not I. So, what was it? Uh, Sal Zizzo, who made his first appearance back in like two, three months. Got brought down the box in like the third or fourth minute. Brother mm. Phillips steps up, who, who was automatic from the penalty spot this year. And I say was because he put one right at the goalkeeper. Um, <sighs> I don't even remember the goalkeeper's name. He was up for save of the week for his one one of his saves against Ray Phillips. Usted. Um, Usted, thank you. I, I it's a name I wanted to forget. Um, you in Spanish, but not spelled the same way. <laughs> then uh, about. Five minutes later, I think it was, Sasha Kleshin got red-carded for jostling for position on a corner kick with Javon Watson. Decided uh, to throw, just, that, that's, that's, that's cleaning it up. He went full Rafa. I, I was gonna, <laughs> I, hey, wait, hold on. I was getting to that. Uh, decided to throw an elbow to Watson's chest slash neck area. And Watson, you know, they apparently brushed that off because either didn't connect or Watson's a big dude. Take your pick. Watson then decided to, you know, get up in Kleshin's face. Kleshin turned around and... Tried to kick out at Watson, missed. Tried again a second time and missed, and Watson fell down. He went and for the record. he went for the Tim Dons low blow. That's what happened there. He, he did. He did. <laughs> he's no. he's a second rate Rafa Marquez. That's that's how you that's how you say it. You never uh, go full Rafa. At, at least Rafa Marquez would connect on one of those kicks. That's true. Yeah. He would have done some damage, and then he would immediately fall down and pretend he got hurt. <laughs> yeah, he he would he would find a way to at least like inflict some damage. That, that's the part that mattered. Um, then the Red Bulls gave up a goal a few minutes later. Uh, eventually gave up another one in the second half, but not before Ray Phillips again missed a penalty kick where he hit it right at Usted. Yeah, oh boy. two penalty kicks the same the same general area, both waist high, which is like a good spot for goalkeepers to make saves according to Chet Messing. And a bank, uh, Anatole Bon came on and scored a goal eventually, but was not enough. So. Whoop de doo. Yeah, that yeah, exactly. Whoop de doo. Just bait.
Oh, I thought this was going to be too loud. I'm sorry. Just Babytown Frolics. Yeah, <laughs> that's what it was. All right, so let's get into this one with our dislike. Pat, you're first. What did you dislike about this one? Uh, we talked about it. Sasha question going, uh, you know, full Rafa there. I mean, come on, you gotta keep your cool. I mean, he, he, he can make all the excuses. I mean, he did say it was all on him, but you know, he kind of went into the whole, but in this league, you get jostled a lot and it never gets called on an offensive, um, free kick. Doesn't matter. You gotta, you gotta maintain your cool. And the fact of the matter is, you know, it's like he may have gotten away with the elbow for all we know, but then he went for the nut punch. And then he went for the Ryu Street Fighter leg sweep. It's just like he had a <laughs> full-on meltdown, and it set us set us back for 80 minutes of the match. And uh, you know, and considering how the team ended up playing, despite being a man down, you, know, you have to wonder what could have been if they had a full 11. You know, and you know what I really hated about that—that that stupid smug smile on his mustache face. Like <laughs> he's like he knew he did it. He wasn't pleading, and I was like, "Hey, yeah, uh, oops, so oh, darn, you know." That—that's what drove me crazy. Was just like he so wasn't apologetic, and it was such a stupid thing to do. It just made no sense. It made no sense. Mm-hmm. You know, it, the guy wasn't uh, getting a clear shot on net. Not nothing. Nothing. It was senseless. Uh, nope. But let's talk about my dislike, and I think I talk about this every single show and i'm just gonna keep mentioning it you know in the beginning of the season when the red bulls were on a hot streak what what did we talk about jay we talked about missed opportunities mm-hmm. and at some point they're gonna cost this team well now have you seen as the team has been skidding it's been costing this team over and over again and my god this game you want to talk about missed opportunities two penalty kicks saved two he made it too easy. Like Shep said, like anyone could say, see, tall goalie, shoot it on the ground, have him, he has to dive down to make the save. That, that's what you got to do. How come the, how come the other player, the, the Vancouver guys were in his face and no Red Bull players came over and said, Hey, you know, ignore that guy. This, you know, here's my idea. Maybe keep it low, whatever. You know, two missed penalty kicks, which could have made a huge difference in the game. Obviously, we don't know how the game goes. Could have got them both. Who knows? But anyway, he missed two PKs. They also had control down a man for almost mm-hmm. that entire game. For a large portion of that game, they had control of the ball down a man. Yeah. The two goals they gave up were complete just on breaks. Obviously, the second goal, when you're pushing more to get that, that equalizer, you know, that's what's going to happen. But they had control. They had so many opportunities to score, and they just – they blew it every single time. That's the point that absolutely drives you crazy. And they have to stop. They have to stop. They have to score on these chances, plain and simple, if they plan on going anywhere. No, I mean, absolutely. I think uh, for the fun stat to learn from this game is that Bradley Ray Phillips is the first player in Major League Soccer history to miss two penalty kicks in one game. Oh, boy. Yikes. Yeah. So apparently certain players on the Red Bulls, and it's probably – and I can get that this is being said as a way to try to stay positive, but when you lose the way you did to Vancouver, you do not get the right to fucking say that you played better. You may have controlled the ball more, you may have had the possibility to win, but you didn't fucking win. Right. And you're certainly not playing better when you miss two penalty kicks. That's not playing better than the other team. Or out-possessing a team down a man and not getting him any shots on goal. Like, if you had just fucking challenged you instead, he probably wouldn't be up for MLS Save of the Week. 
You, you right. know, you would have maybe actually scored a goal aside from Anatole Bon, who the only reason he scored was because it deflected off of Javon Watson. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you want to talk about playing well, just fucking do it. Don't talk about how you're the better team. Just fucking do it. Win a game. Yeah. Yep. Poor showing. Poor showing for your, your Saturday night, you know, home game. All right. Let's, let's try to take something positive from this game. Truman, you go first. Was there anything that you liked about this? Well, you mentioned it. You mentioned his name. So I'm just going to call him the Anatola of New York Red Bola. I guess that's how I'm going to say it. That doesn't, that sounds like a disease almost. Yeah, it does. Kind of sounds like Ebola. Well, I wanted to go with the Anatola of Rock and Rolla, but Chris Jericho might get mad at me, so. Uh, we kind of copyright issues with SoundCloud lately, so. Oh, yeah, let's get into that, shall we? Uh, mm-hmm. Hey, congratulations, Anatola. Bong! On, on getting uh, that goal there. At least it's something. You know, at least maybe they showed that, give them a little bit more playing time. They might have a little bit uh, more creativity with this lineup. You know, that maybe BWP doesn't always have to be that guy up top. Not like we want him to be the creator. That's for sure. We want him to be the goal scorer. But if the team can just show a little bit of flexibility, we'll be able to kind of mix and match this lineup as these games uh, go on, especially, you know, with all these games in a short amount of time. And uh, that can really, really be a huge help. So congrats to him for uh, scoring, a well, a goal. I won't say an amazing goal, but it was a goal nonetheless. Uh my my like is that they uh, th- this game kind of gave me hope that they were out of their funk, despite the fact that they lost, believe it or not, because they did play better. I mean, I you know I know you, you don't want to give any players any credit for saying that after the game, um, but you know it, it, the match, the way they played after Sasha Quest went down, just made it a huge what if. I mean, if they had a full eleven, uh, they may very well have kept uh, Vancouver off the ball because Vancouver's two goals came because they exploited space. You know, space that otherwise would not have been there. Um, you know, it was nice to see starting caliber central defenders back uh, on the back line. And, uh, you know, had they had Sasha Kleshin not lost his mind, maybe they would have won, you know, even without the uh, – even with the penalty kick misses. So uh, my like is that I, I – despite the loss, I think it was a turning point. For the record, if the, if the players had said, you know, we played better than we have recently, I would have been perfectly fine with it. They're – their comment was, "We were the better team when they obviously weren't." Um, that 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 that's just want to make sure that that was clear. Um, my like of the game, I'm not sure I actually have one. I mean, it, it was nice to see a Bond get a goal, nice to see Sanchez play, but you know, it, it to me it seemed like, it, and I know this is kind of controversial because I got comments on it when I made it for the recap on uh, once Metro, but it seemed like. The Red Bulls kind of gave up a little bit during that game to me, so I'm not too sure I'm happy at all with this game. I, I know. Up. What are you talking about? It, 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 the way it looked to me was that Vancouver was content with sitting back and inviting pressure because they were they were the team on the road with you know with the long flight. They got their they got their goal, so they were willing to sit back, uh, wait for the counter. And for all that possession they had, the Red Bulls couldn't do anything. If they, it, it, it looked like they were hapless to me. I mean, I, I, kind of, I honestly could have a different perception than a lot of people, but they looked like a team that wasn't sure what they were doing. I, I mean, it's it's one thing to make short passes back and forth, but to get the ball into that that box into a position to score, they didn't have it. And I don't didn't didn't seem like they had a killer edge until Bon and Sanchez are on the field. 
Who infected you with the that's so Metro rebel out, you know, voodoo? Who in that side of the thing has the Jason Iapeco voodoo doll? That's just did, making it. Did I say, like did I say it's the fault pants. of the organizations? I, I, just, <laughs> I, I mean, I don't think I said that exactly. I just said that it looked like they didn't, the players it's weren't. Just, just, the, just the whole, everything sucks. There's nothing to be taken. It's such a that it's such a metro. Come on, you came you came along later than me. You should be even more positive than me. What what if you don't mean to be overly positive about this team from the podcast? Come on. True. So so maybe maybe Abon Sanchez and how they played, but overall I was just not very happy with this game. Well, no one should be happy over this game. But I mean it's just, I don't see many bright spots to it. Yeah. I, I'm I, I, I apparently see less than other people. I'm disappointed in this game, but only for two things, and that's uh, Sasha Kleshin's, uh complete meltdown and Bradley Wright Phillips being so cold that, you know, you, you just got to wonder what's next with this guy. That's it? I don't know. We'll see. It's frustrating. Not, but it's, it's frustrating. That's for sure. BWP, man. Whew, I don't know. I, get it together. Yeah. Get it together because this team, they, I mean, they desperately need him at this point. And I don't, I don't know who's coming in. You know, we can't guarantee there's players coming in uh, when the window opens. There's absolutely no guarantee of that happening. Nope. I mean, maybe our guests will know something, but who knows? Probably knows as much as we do. Yeah. Uh, speaking of guests, we'll, we'll get to that in a minute, but um, usually I would do the prediction stuff here, but I forgot to compile the results before we recorded, so. Well, I, I, I think we, we all know we were pretty much dead wrong on this one. I think we're all spot on Rongo. Yeah, I don't, think, I don't think many people predicted a loss, so. Uh, no. Oops. Yeah. That's what we got for being confident. That'll learn us. One 3 nothing win against the NALC. Does not confidence make, apparently. <laughs> um, alright, so with that, we're gonna take a break, and when we come back. Huge guest. I mean, huge, 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 huge. Jay, I don't even know how you pulled this off, but it's the big one. The biggest. I, I, I called in a favor. That's, I, that's all I'm going to say. Okay. Um, but former manager of the New York Red Bulls, Juan Carlos Osario. Boom. We'll be back right after this. Welcome, my friends, to the show Never Ends. This is the Red Bull Rant Podcast, the Red Bull Podcast of SB Nation and Once a Metro. I'm your host, Jason Ipico. I'm Pat McDonald. I'm Truman, and this is episode 148, Red Card at Morning. Two red cards at morning, I should say. Three, four, five red cards. All the red cards. Uh, a, red card for a you. Clip, red card clip, for me. Dempsey, a I'll have red a red You'll have one, two. <laughs> Ugh, just so many red cards. I, red I don't know one. what's going on in the last like two weeks. Is there like, is there some like full moon or something that's going on for the last like week and a half? I, are we sure it's fans are throwing red cards down onto the field and that's how everyone's getting carded out these past few games? I think that's all that happened. The ref just like picked one up and then the guy got the wrong message and he was like, eh, "Well, I can't look stupid, so yeah, you're off." Well, it definitely seemed like that on the first on the first one, right? The first one is like, eh, no, oh, there's a red card. Oh yeah, you're out of here. You're done. 
So the Red Bulls took on uh, Real Salt Lake last night. Not one, but two straight red cards. Conveniently, straight. the conveniently the only cards in the match. I think. <laughs> Why not? Two right? RSL and the Red Bulls for 35 minutes played up two men against RSL. They sure looked it. And yet only scored one goal on the night. Yeah. Wah. <laughs> we are but, gonna, this is we're gonna get into this. We are but at least they, at least they won. All Take that matters. Worth. But at least they broke their four game MLS losing streak. Oof. So yeah, that that Good was a time. that that was not that that was not the thing that should have been going on. So at least that is over with. Uh, say, uh sorry, <laughs> I said Sam. Uh, Mike Grella in the uh, fourth minute had a goal. It uh, started with a very nice pass from Bradley Wright Phillips to Kamara Lawrence on the wing, who put into uh, Sean Davis, who started this match, who one time did to Mike Grella for the only goal uh, past Nick Ramondo. Uh, no Kyle Beckerman, a deflated back line, two red cards, and we still only scored one goal, but at least we won. Mike Grella, Gorilla, Mike Grella, Gorilla. That's my new nickname <laughs> for him. Boom. Works. Works it right there. All right, so let's get into this one with our dislikes. Uh, Truman, you can go first. Uh, what did you dislike about this one? Jay, how many times am I going to have to talk about this? How many times? How many times? Can I get through this? No, no, please. I want you to take a guess because I don't think you'll get it. I don't think you will, but please, go ahead uh, and guess. My guess mm-hmm. is that the first word begins with an M. Mm-hmm. The yeah. second word begins with an O. Missed opportunities. I was going to say modus operandi, but okay, that oh. works. Mm-hmm. Jay, can you hear this? Can you guys hear this? Yeah. This is a, a whole container of Tums I could have finished off watching that game last night. I mean, I, I listen, they won, and, and that is what matters. But my God, man, you're up to, you're up two players. You, you could have olayed that ball. Well, they were pretty much olaying that ball the entire end of the game. And you couldn't just get us one insurance goal, just one. I don't think that's so much to ask. Just one insurance goal, so all the fans could just breathe a sigh of relief and enjoy the rest of the night, and just you know, just make us happy. Score more than two goals a game. I mean, they only scored one here, but can we get a three-goal game here in the league? Come on, you had a perfect opportunity to score three goals. Up two men for crying out loud. Ah, it's it's just. It's getting a little bit frustrating. And again, week after week after week after week, I say this. You need to put those opportunities away. And what better time for now against the supposed rival that plays at a baseball stadium? You got to score those chances. But doom. Truman, you arrogant slut. You, <laughs> you and all the other Twitter liners, that's my dislike. I can't – the win is what matters. It's all that matters. Here's the thing. Once RSL went down, they packed it in. They packed it in real tight, making it more difficult to break through, okay? And, and you know, it, it's – and and on the other top of that, Nick Romando made some tremendous saves. I Agreed. mean, he really did. Let's not forget that he's a national team caliber uh, – Goalkeeper who showed it every second thing. A weaker, uh, a weaker goalkeeper. Rebels absolutely would have scored two to three goals. Absolutely. But you know what's just as important 
as scoring two to three goals that may like make us go, ah, you know, whatever is keeping the other team that's down two men pinned in their own zone, which the Red Bulls did for the final 30 minutes of the match. Is it pretty? No. Is it exciting? No, but it gets you the three points and that's what matters. The, the, uh, you know, the, the streak is over. And so my dislike is all the whining. Can we stop with the whining? That, that, that's, I just, I can't, I can't. I mean, I'm, I've made my bed with the Red Bulls, so I have to put up with the whining. But can we please stop? Can we stop with the whining? I'm so over it. Impossible. Impossible. Never. I, 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 and I will agree with you at the point when, when they went down two men. I mean, they didn't even, they didn't even have a chance of scoring a goal. It was, it was not going to happen. I mean, they might break out the ball once. They had two guys, and the Red Bulls had five back. So, yeah, there was – you knew it was over down uh, – when they were down two men, you knew the game was absolutely sealed. Mm-hmm. You know, I, these, are, these are minor gripes. Minor gripes. They did win. And I, and I personally think the offsides on Zizzo's not goal is bullshit. It, it, it looked like offsides to me. Yeah, yeah for it. once. Yeah, for once you side with the refs, of course. The one fucking <laughs> goal I think the refs screwed up, and you agree with them. Go figure. You know, if this is a video, I'd somehow throw up a freeze frame, but this is not a video podcast. So <laughs> um, to to expand on the missed opportunity stuff, it, I mean, it, it's just they keep shooting themselves in their own foot. Like, whether he's offside or not, the fact that Abang made it close enough for the referee to call it that way. Okay. Like, if, if he if he just like waits like a split second, maybe the ref doesn't call it. Like I'm, it, it's just and if him, I'll give I'll give general pass to him because he's a, still a rookie. He hasn't played much in MLS this year, so he has to get up to use. He has to get used to the speed of the game. But there's all these little stupid mistakes that can be that can be fixed. So I'm not like too. I'm disappointed in score more, but this stuff can be fixed, and that's what I want to see is that stuff getting fixed. The One little, thing, the little stuff that, that your, puts him in the foot. Is that your like or dislike? How about a little bit of both? But so, <laughs> right here. so I want I want to throw, I want to ask you. I'm going to ask you guys a question. I want you guys to take a guess. Uh, hopefully, you're not looking at the stats page right now for this game. I'm not. Okay. Total shots by the Red Bulls. Take a guess. One, four, three. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm I'm guessing Pat has the stats. Uh, wait, page are, we, are we saying shots I, on? I watched play? the post game. I watched the post game. I, I was talking total shots, not just oh, shots on goal. Total shots. Um, ten. Pat Pat seems that he, Pat knows what it is. It's twenty four. Oh. Yeah. Cheater. I watched, I watched, I watched the post game. What can I say? I actually, you don't get the reason I didn't turn TV off. You don't get to answer this one. Truman, shots on target. What do you think? Four. Eight. Wow. 20, only one third of the shots were on target. Yikes. In comparison, and granted, Real Salt Lake's numbers are low. They had four total shots. Two of them were on target. You know, I have, I have to, I, that was kind of a bad guess on my part too, because I keep forgetting that a couple players pretty much just like passed the ball to Nick Romando so we can make a save. I mean, they might have just picked up the ball and thrown it to his hands because they're yeah, towards the end. It's like, here you go, buddy. Why don't you just take the ball and kick it the other way? You're sorry, gonna sorry, lose. Sorry for scoring on you earlier. <laughs> you know, uh, in the fourth minute. Mm, yeah, I'm mad at Nick Romano. He should let more of our goals in next time so the fans can be happy. He's a real cad. <laughs> All because right. three points shouldn't be enough to make people happy. Nope. All right, let's let's move on to our likes. Let's. Uh, Pat, you can go first. What did you like for this one? Uh, you know, I, I like that. I think in overall, I think the team looked better. I mean, I, you know, again, uh, the 
seeing the defense held strong. Uh, you know, the, the kids absolutely helped out Abong. And, uh, even though Abong didn't score, uh, he looked like he had no fear taking on other people, uh, other players on defenders. That was great. Same with Mike Grella. Mike Grella scores again. I mean, come on. Would it be any shock if this guy's our leading goal scorer by the end of the season at this he point? He might be. He really I might mean, be with his team plays. Holy shit. Um, so. That that's the big like, you know. You got, you, you know, you had uh, Davis, you had Abong, you had Connolly, you had players that I, you know normally would not be starting, and they came through. So um, that that's what you got to enjoy. And uh, and the streak is over, three points, and it couldn't have come any sooner because you would not have wanted them going into Yankee Stadium uh, with that streak still intact. You know, I know you guys are Rangers fans, and I, I'm, I apologize for making this hockey reference, but the way uh, the Red Bulls play, when you talk about Grella might be the, the uh, team goal scorer, the goal leader, they play a lot like the old Devils did, where it's a lot of defenses, a lot of turnovers, and the leading goal scorer at the end of the year might have like six goals. You know, you kind of <laughs> want everyone to chip in. You know, that's that seems to be the way it's going right now. That everyone's going to just nick a couple goals here and there. Um, that's fine. Let's let's win ugly, right? That's what we were talking about last night. Win ugly, who cares? Yeah. Um my my specific like, aside from that Sean Davis little sister, Purdy, is yes. I like it when this team comes out on fire, like desperate for a win. When they played blue team at home, they scored so early because they were fired up. They wanted that game so bad. Yeah, and they came out absolutely red hot, and that's what they did in this game. Is they just came out as a ball on fire, attack, 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 boom, got that early goal, um, and then you know Salt Lake then went down a man, and then they did they uh, they controlled the game for the, pretty much the rest of the game. I love that. I love seeing them fired up like that. I wish I wish every game they came out that pumped up, and. We'll see how pumped up they are uh, this weekend, which we'll get to much later on in our in our last segment. But I love seeing that. I love seeing that energy to start a game. Truman, you mentioned a name, and it's and, and I'm going to try to do it to his name what you were trying to do for Sean McClaw. You're on. You're on the D. You're, you're you are getting on the D train, my friend. Is that what you're going to say? I am getting on the D train. You're on the D train. Davis, Davis, Davis. <laughs> that game, that we've seen flashes him, but that game, there are certain things that you cannot teach a player, and Sean Davis seems to have them. Every anything that I saw wrong with him in that game last night was stuff that can be fixed, like physicality, um, playing a little bit under pressure. Not like that can be he he can do it, but he can be learned a little bit better. Like anything that he did wrong can be fixed, but like his sense of awareness when it comes to making the pass, that is something you just really can't teach. His he was playing in apparently like four different positions at points last night. I didn't never really notice that he was changing positions, but apparently he did according to Jesse Marsh. Um, he just he just seems to have it for a MLS midfielder, and I can't be happier. I honestly think. That Marsh should start him over Fleeping Martins on Sunday. Um, and I guess we'll talk more about this later, but Felipe has not been the great with service on free kicks and corner kicks. He is not the greatest at helping out Dax McCarty. I think Sean Davis in that defensive midfielder spot would be a much better option at this point in time. Can we give him an early nickname? 
What would you like can to I, do? Can I call him Big Pimpin', Sean Davis? <laughs> can we, I, I wish we could play that song right now. Boop, boop, boop. We can sing it. Oh, are we sure SoundCloud won't take down me singing Big Pimpin? I think covers are okay. I'm going to call him Big Pimpin. By the end of the season, I want a nickname for every player on this team. All right, we'll, we'll get working on that. All right, Mike Grella, Gorilla. All right. Big Come on, Tim Tebow. Is Tim Tebow or Macklemore? Macklemore Tebow. <laughs> the by the way. The Anatola of uh, the Red Bulla. By the way, if Dax McCarty and Mike Grella mated, I think it would have made Luke Maholland on uh, RSL. <laughs> By the way, Red Bull still sounds like a disease. I, I, don't, I'll think, I, don't, I don't know why you keep trying to push that. All right, I'll figure something out. But he's going to be the Anatola of something. Of, of New York? Of something. Uh, I, I'll get no. there. People help me out. Arizona? Tweet at me. Anatola, Arizona? That, right. that doesn't matter. How's this? Tweet at Red Bull Rand or at Truman since for for. Uh, a bond, but we at Red Bull Rant your player nicknames. Yeah, let's, yeah. Let's get this going. Any player, any player. Let's yeah, let's get some cool nicknames for these guys. Red Stash. Bulls or Red Bulls too. Doesn't matter which side. Either yeah. one. I fought McClaws and McClaws won. You know, whatever we want to do. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Kyle the Danish Rainish. Listen, once one McClaws comes up to the main roster, I already have songs ready for that guy, so <laughs> they got to call him up soon. I don't want these songs to go to waste. All right. Uh, what the- you can actually play instruments. You should write the music for our show. You mean my – yeah, I'm really good at instruments, let me tell you. That's why I sang as a band in a band for uh, 10 years. I don't know. I just knew you were in a band. I like figured playing. you needed to play something. <laughs> you, know, you, you figure, like, the pictures you see of him – on a mic would have shown you that he doesn't play an instrument. I didn't know you were Liam Gallagher. Not <laughs> I fucking wish um, I was Liam Gallagher. Then I'd own NYCFC. And then you'd run into the ground? Yeah, hell yeah, I would. <laughs> All They're right. Playing um, Staten Island Yankees. So predictions, I uh, still didn't update it. But the good news is I was spot on, finally. I'm back on it, baby. one nothing. Certainly didn't go down how I thought one nothing was going to go down, but I'll take it. I'll take it any way I can get it. I predicted 2-1. I'll take the win, though. I'll take the one point. Yeah. All right. So with that, we're going to move on to a very, very special guest segment. Huge. Uh, during the week on What's the Metro, you saw two pieces go up about the former sporting director of the Red Bulls, Andy Roxburg. As an extension of that, he will be joining us on the Red Bull rant. That's Boom. the current technical director for the Asia Confederation, former sporting director of the Red Bulls, former technical director of UEFA will be joining us on the show. So we'll be back with more Red Bull rant and Andy Roxburg right after this. Freedom. Welcome back to Variable Rant. Once again, we want to welcome our big guest for coming on the show. I mean, I, who, who would have thought we would have gotten a guest that caliber, huh? Well, I, I think you meant you want to thank our huge guest for coming on, and I don't know how we're going to get any bigger. We've had we've had Taylor Twelman, we've had a loss, but this this was really huge, and I can't believe that transfer rumor he brought up. I know, if, right? If, I mean, uh, Pat, if that happens, this team might be yeah. unstoppable. 
come the end of the season. Yeah, uh, Barcelona of the West. Yeah, I'll take that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, seriously, like, if you look at it, it always takes a player a little bit of time to get acclimated, but come playoff time, uh, watch out, watch out for the Red Bulls. That's all I'm going to say. I, honestly, I don't think, I don't think he would need to hunt that time. I think he would just jump right in. He's that I think good. He's huh? that good a player. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's good. I mean, come on. How often do you get a player like that in their prime? Right, and that's that's really what the that's really what the issue is. Is that when MLS gets these players and they're towards the tail end of their careers, they have this kind of history of injuries and all this other stuff, and their bodies are you know towards the end of their career, and it makes it harder to adjust. But you get a guy in his prime coming in here like that, and and how how often do we get a guest to actually come out and drop knowledge? Because usually they never want to mention. No one wants to ever mention names. You ever notice that? No one wants to talk about names. It's all oh, there hints here, hints there, but this. This was a big one. Big one. Yeah. Well, I mean, come on. Like, he, his reputation is made. He doesn't need to worry about getting it wrong. That's true. Let's put it this way. It's much better than Pirlo. Way to get your Lothar Matthaus, uh, NYCFC. <laughs> Boom! Transition. <laughs> Let's, let us transition here. So, yeah, uh, Red Bulls have this game coming up on Sunday, uh, June 28th at 5 p.m. on ESPN proper. Woo-hoo. It was it was moved from ESPN to the ESPN, and it's being given a half hour pregame show. Ooh! Now, why is it? This I'm is gonna, getting the pregame I'm, show. I am going to guess it has to do with a certain sponsor. Oh. And and, and the amount of money that the sponsor is paying. <sighs> That's just me. That's my guess. Burger King. So I guess when we beat them in the that first game, that money, never okay. happened. Uh, apparently. I actually, Whatever. we actually had this conversation with Dan Forsey today, <laughs> believe it or not, because uh, he was one, he was wondering why it was this game too. I, I don't know. Oh, the second game—that's the big one. Whatever. Well, I mean, it is Whatever. their first game in the in Yankee Stadium. It's Red Bull's first game in New York City proper. It's all that stuff. I mean, it's God, the first, just... it's the first game that's going to be played in a hallway. <laughs> <sighs> It might as First well be a hallway. Look how small that goddamn field is. You know, I, I, I think it was on this show before. I complained about FIFA and saying that they should have a, a one size field for international games. This allowing like thirty or like twenty or thirty meter gap between like the width of the field is it, it really is ridiculous. Do you remember the game to USS City? Intrepid? <laughs> Listen, sure. we've, we've we already did talk about this. We did yeah, talk I mean, about this. I mean, come on, carry your cup. We're all for this, but I mean. Yankee Stadium can hold a wider field, yet they're allowed to shrink the size of the field to suit whatever they want. That if you have the size, I think you should be forced to use it. Now, blame I mean, blame the Yankees. Blame MLS for allowing a team in New York City when they explicitly said before announcing it that a team had to come up with a stadium plan. Yep. Uh, yeah, I'm with you. Mm-hmm. All right, so I guess enough bitching about this. <laughs> that that yeah. part of it. Get um, on with it. So there actually will be a game played. Um, I think right now the estimate is about sixteen hundred supporters that are that are heading from uh, Red Bull Arena to, to uh, Yankee Stadium. It's going to be a, a fair amount of people, and, that, and that's not, and include, it, sorry, not including those of us who are not going with the supporters. I was about to say that actually, because yeah. there are people that aren't going to be going with supporters. So I expect to be a pretty good sized Red Bull crowd um, at the game. I hope so. I really hope that. Um, you know, aside from, you know, the supporters going and being a section that you get a nice uh, scattering of red around the stadium, too. 
What do you think? Uh, what, what would be a good percentage? Do you think thirty percent, twenty five? That range? No, I, honestly, I think it's still a little too high, especially if they're doing fifty thousand in the stadium. I think it. Let's say like five to seven thousand fans at Red Bulls. Ah, oh, come on, we'll do better than that. I, I, it's just a guess because I mean you're talking generally, and, uh, and this is not to put anybody down. It's just it's just a general fact. Supporters travel better than people that aren't that aren't part of supporters group. Right. Oh, yeah, for sure. We're also so talking that's, about that's, traveling to Yankee Stadium. Not, I, I, not know, I understand that, but that's, but that's why really? I'm go, that's why I'm going like five six thousand because you're that's your sixteen hundred supporters plus you know thirty four and change in non supporters. I, I think we can. I, I'm going to say ten. I'm going to say ten thousand. Uh, just because, I mean, because they're filling, not because, I mean, if they were staying with the regular, uh, game, you know, capacity, then yeah, I would see that five, six thousand. But since it sounds like they're trying to go for the whole stadium and it looks like it's going to be a sellout, I think we can get 25%. So 10,000, uh, you know, half what you would see at a regular Saturday, Sunday, uh, Red Bull Arena game. It would be nice. It would be nice to show them up in their own stadium. Oh, hell yeah. I mean, we're well, gonna do I mean, that anyway. I mean, yeah. I mean, come on. We yeah. we all know that the the Red Bull supporters will outsing the third rail. No, or, hands sorry, down. Third fail, right? That that um, won't even be a question. Yeah. Uh, so let's predict this one, uh, Pat. You can go first. What do you think is going to happen on Sunday? I think the Red Bulls will draw. Unfortunately, I, I mean, I'm thinking low scoring, either zero, even possibly even zero zero. Uh, I'm gonna go with one one though. Um, my big reason for a draw is that the Red Bulls really do like to play from the wings. And unfortunately, like we just said, it's a very narrow field and that will be difficult. So, um, you know, it, it, New York City FC for, you know, as much as they were our whipping board earlier in the season, they are playing a little bit better right now. Um, so I, I just, I don't see this. I see the field playing. I mean, that was like a shitty excuse. It really is, and I hope I'm wrong. But I, I feel like the field, the, the field is going to hamper the Red Bulls' uh, ability and what they do well, which is attacking from the wing. Um, but at the same time, I do think they'll be able to contain NYCFC's attack. So I'm going to go with a 1-1 draw. And then uh, later in the season is when the Rebels win the – is it the Hudson Derby? Is that what we all decided on? Is that what oh, I think knows at this point. Yeah. I'm pretty much with you. I okay. Here's the thing: if I'm if I'm trying to break it down, like I actually know anything about this game, which I don't. Um, I I I see a draw too because Pat, you're absolutely right. This team is not the best going through the middle offensively. It is definitely better out on the wings, which will be non-existent. But when we're packing in our defense, I like our chances there. One hundred percent. I like our defense over theirs. A hundred percent. Um, what, what was your, what was your prediction, Pat? So I don't make the same thing. You one, one draw. Oh boy. Well, I mean, I kind of think it's going to be the same thing. Um, geez. I, I, there's going to be some goal scoring. I, I, I can't, I don't think it's going to be two, two. I, I'm sorry. I have to kind of go one, one as well. Um, but here's my other thing. My personal luck of going to a game like this. Is not good. Uh, so I can totally see the Red Bulls somehow losing this fucking game and us being fucking furious leaving. That's just my personal luck with going since I'm going to be there. And I apologize if that happens. <laughs> but so logically, I'm thinking 1-1 one, one draw. That's what I'm going to go with. Uh, personally, they're going to somehow lose this and I'm going to have the fucking worst Train ride slash drive back to fucking Eastern Pennsylvania. Hey, hey, if you're lucky, this is my first away game, so maybe 
that'll bring goodness or something. I hope. I hope. Yeah. We need, you know. So, or do we just say it's not really an away game because we're still in uh, our city? <laughs> Hell yeah. There's that too. We're not actually playing in, an, in a, uh, a soccer stadium, so there's that. So, the, la- the last time the Red Bulls brought this many fans to a non-soccer stadium, they won a playoff series against DC United. Ooh. Sheboygan. Yes. Just, just remember that. Uh, Pat, I believe that at some point you were talking about me being negative. Uh-oh. Uh, I'm going to show you up and go and go positive on this one. Ooh. I think I like it. it's going to be a 2-1 victory for the Red Bulls. There you go. Repeat. The, uh, the size of the field is going to be, like you guys have said, both the advantage and disadvantage. Uh, it'll be an advantage to defense because our defensive wings like to get up in the attack. Dax McCarty has been unfortunately left on an island by Felipe for the most part. But reducing the width of the field will help them because that means they have less ground to cover. Um, and it will obviously hurt on the offensive side because we're going to have a lot of guys up. Um, although it actually may help a little bit too because if you think about it, part of the problem is that like nobody's kind of been in position for the most part. But a smaller field may force people to get in position <laughs> for goals. So, I mean, it could work It could work to advantage too. Um, I, I think the sticking point will be who's playing in the central midfield positions if it's uh, Sasha Kleschen and Felipe and they've been playing the way they are, then we'll probably not have such a great game. But if my hope is right and Sean Davis gets a start in this game after after what he did against uh, RSL, I think we, the Red Bulls have a really good chance because Davis has something that at least is playing in a way that Felipe isn't at this point. Actually, Kleschen either because both of them are kind of on a downturn. So I'm thinking 2-1. BWP gets off his schneid, finally gets a goal. Hmm. And there you Anatole, go. And Anatole puts away the game winner. Well, I mean, NYCSU was the last team BWP scored against, so. <laughs> well, there's that, too. And and up until RSL, they were the last time we beaten uh, MLS play. So that, that would have been bad if we had come in not having won a game since the last game against at New York City FC. Yeah. Now, you know, we were talking before about Sean Davis. You know, a formation that I think worked. I, I didn't talk about it until this game, but – uh Let's not forget, last time play NYC, uh, we played NYCAC, Kleshin moved out left and, uh, you know, had a hell of a game. What about moving Sean Davis to Kleshin's traditional position? Kleshin uh, out left, then keep Felipe and Dax McCarty where they are at and put BWB up top? Or are we all sold on a bong now being in that up top position? No, I'm not. I mean, I, I, you, you could see him definitely up top because don't forget they're gonna have to play another game a few days later in the in the cup again, and then they're playing again. So I, yeah, we, I still, could we, got, we still have. To, this is a this is one. All right. So this game, by the way, is the fourth game in 15 days. I think it is. I think I, I have to check, but it is the fourth in a sixth game, 19 day stretch. So yeah. I mean, they can play a second team against the Cosmos. That's fine. Take that game off. That's all right. You know, because that game's not important. Not, not just want to take it seriously. Hmm. <laughs> um, but my my suggestion, since we're talking formation real quick, my suggestion was uh, a four five one, kind of, kind of a flat midfield um, with Question, Davis, and Dax in the middle. So, I mean, can you can you play a flat five on that field? It's really narrow. 
Well, uh, you might have just to play one, 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 one. I think a straight line. I'm with Truman. A straight line down the field. How about more of like a V-shaped five, where it's the the wings are pressed up, the the inside wings are pushed a little high, a little or a little bit step back, and then the you know the point is the defensive midfielder. A flying a flying V? No, it's the opposite. It's not a flying V. No, that's not how you win games if you're not playing flying V. Well, no, it's it's a bucket for. For BWP, this way he's the center of the tension. Yeah. Listen, Flying V, Emilio Estevez, you're going to win a game. Pass it to Banks, scores it, scores the goal. Boom. Win. Uh, if they pull off a Flying V, the season should just be done, just hand us a trophy. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, so we do have a few other things to discuss. Um, before we get to our moment and our terrible team of the week, uh, so today MLS announced – the name for the Atlanta franchise uh, that will start playing 2017, I think it is. They are Atlanta United FC, mm. which generic name aside, there is already an Atlanta United FC in existence. There's also DC United, a Minnesota United FC teams up the yin yang. You know, you know, it's it's kind of funny. Like we've now gone so far in the other direction that like, can't we Red Bull fans now be happy that we're the New York Red Bulls? I mean, we are now yeah. the most original name in the fucking league because it, everybody else is FC, SC, United. I mean, it's like I almost feel like if the Red Bulls actually sell this team, you know, when the new owner is just going to, like, put all the cliches in a blender and see what comes out. Like, we are SC, New York, United, SC. And it's just like, oh, shit. It's like something horrible is going to be shat out the other end. So, I mean, it's like, holy crap. I mean, they had so many good ideas for this team. Like, I think, what, Terminus SC was, like, the really cool one, you know? But, holy, Atlanta United SC, good Terminus, Lord. Uh, Terminus Legion is that is the supporters group that formed around Atlanta 2017. Yeah, and I, and I, yeah, I, I know that. And, I, and I'm saying, like, some people had thrown out Terminus uh, FC or, you know, something like that as the idea. And that, that would have been pretty cool. But oh man, talk my, about lack my, of creativity. My my personal thought is Sporting Club Atlanta Falcons because then we'd actually have. <laughs> well, hold on, because then the term Sporting Club would actually apply correctly. Yes, you're right. You're right because the same owner, same owner. Yes. That's true. Yeah. That's true. And you'd actually have more than one fucking team in it. But just how about Home Depot FC? Since I mean that is what Arthur Blank owns. So. What about what about oh. FC Delta? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if you know yeah. anything about Atlanta, it's very Wait, fitting. Hold on, hold on. Is it going to be uh, Atlanta United with Delta as the sponsor? I just I just want FC Delta, Delta United, Delta, Delta, Delta. Well, it can't be Delta United because that's two airline companies. That's not going to work. I mean, it would even be slightly more interesting if it was Hot Atlanta FC. I mean, come on. <laughs> I'd be down with that. Yeah. How's this? Oh, I, I, I'm still going with my sporting club Atlanta, and then Arthur Blank has to buy the uh, the Hawks and rename yeah, them. Yeah. Rename like them to Sporting Club Atlanta Falcons too, because why not? Yeah. <laughs> How I... about uh, Sherman burned us to the ground, FC? <laughs> Sherman's March, FC. There you go. Coca-Cola headquarters, FC. Uh, can I can I bitch about one thing? And I mentioned this a while ago on Twitter, and it just it personally bothers me. And I know it didn't bother other people. Can can the league just go, hey, either call yourself SC or nothing at all? I'm I'm tired of these football club teams playing in a major league soccer league. 
Well, for what it's worth, they're going to be playing in a NFL stadium. Oh, good. Great. <laughs> Bravo. But that, I mean, that, is it just me? Am I the only one that it's, it's bothered by that? No, you're not. Okay, because honestly, we all know football club, you're still just ripping off Europe. Yeah. That's, that's all that is. It's not these owners actually acknowledging that the rest of the world calls it football. And I have absolutely no problem with the term. None. But it's Major League Soccer. Period. All right. Well, well, I, I know. It's, I know it's just me. I know well, I'm fucking wrong, and everyone's like disagrees with me. I don't know. I'm We need to move on, though. Uh, so let's get to your. But oh. I'm gonna let you continue. What's your terrible team of the week? Uh, oh, oh God! Are you kidding me? Did you Did you watch soccer last night, Jay? Did you watch it? Did you watch? I, I watched the Red Bulls. I mean, after the Red Bulls, you know, there was another game. Another game played. I, I know well, there actually, was, but they, I, have just, I had this thing called work in the morning, so I could well, watch the whole thing. Just so you know, uh, well, only one team showed up. Just one, and that was the LA Galaxy. That that was it, because the Portland Timbers didn't show up at all, and they got whooped, whooped five nothing. And I thought, I thought, according to Major League Soccer, the Portland Timbers are the greatest team of all time, guys, aside from the Seattle Sounders. Portland well, Timbers, greatest C- team Cascadia ever. Cascadia invented soccer, right? Yeah, I, I well, I, I, I thought they did. But apparently, I might be wrong. That maybe, maybe LA's won a couple games. Possibly, Have they won a few titles at all. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Eh, you know, we'll have to look into that. We'll save that for next show. We'll look into see if the LA Galaxy has ever won a championship or not. Because I'm pretty sure the Portland Timbers have won uh, all of them. Yes. But Portland, you got whooped, whooped. All right, night. time now. It's time whooped. to move on. Time to move on. Whooped. All right, you're done for me. Whoop, five nothing. Done. Boom. Done. Whooped. Over. Moving on. All right. So last last thing we have is our moment on the way to episode 150. This was from episode number 124, which was recorded last November. Uh, It was the episode after the Red Bulls won their playoff series. Since I mentioned it, actually, kind of weird since we I. It's kind of brought it around full circle. But uh, this is uh, a moment by Pat. We're, we're talking with our guest, Dan Forrestine, and uh, it, it also happens to a- apply to this week's opponent, New York City FC. Blue team. There is a great thread on reddit.com slash r slash nycfc where fans are just, for the most part, complaining about the jersey with one guy saying that he regrets buying season tickets because of the unveiling event. Uh- Oh, that's Hold on. awesome. I got to I got to take those people on really quickly. What the fuck did you expect? I mean, come on. What the fuck did you expect the jersey to look like? I mean, seriously. I mean, all these the, the joke of this matter is that they had some grand reveal. That's the joke here. Because it's like we all knew it was going to look just like a Manchester City jersey. So these people are like, "Oh, I thought they were going to have like sky blue in there to be like a dragon." <laughs> like, what the fuck did you expect? Like New York City, what the Empire State Building in silver on the blue jersey? Are you fucking retarded? Come on, you people! Like I'm going to be so different, and I'm not going to talk this anymore. I wanted a picture of me naked riding the fucking dragon on a blue jersey. That's what I expected. <laughs> <laughs> fucking idiots! You serious? <laughs> 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 After that, I, I got nothing. Know what were you about? 
I got nothing on that one. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I had to drop that one in on you, Dan. That was just... Look at this. Pat actually said everything Dan was going to say. That's amazing. It's all <laughs> I, I think that's the first time that Dan was speechless on our show. I think you're right. <laughs> it was the first time I lost my mind. I don't think it was the first time, but the, fir- the, the first like real, real time. Yeah. I've, I've lost it more in the past year than any other time in the previous history. Welcome to be a fan of this team. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's yeah, that, was, that was me losing my mind over NYCFC fans being ridiculous. <laughs> well, the I'm good like, news I is continuing to be ridiculous. Different. <laughs> They're still ridiculous, don't worry, in their own way. All right, so uh, any, anything else? It uh, yeah. has to be real quick because we get, we're actually quick, kind of running over. If you're going to yeah, the game, yeah, if you're going to the game uh, just be smart and be safe and don't be stupid. Don't start any dumb fights. Go to the game, have mm-hmm. fun, go home. That, that's all I'm going to say. There's uh, no really yeah. stupidity. Yeah, speaking of the game, but yeah, if you're going out in, Bron- in the Bronx beforehand, uh, let me know just so there's more of us in one bar than the other. And, and, and let him know, let him know it where a non NYCFC bar is. Yeah, uh, <laughs> well, they're all going to be NYCFC bar, but a non supporters group bar because I know Yankees Bar's Grill is uh, Oak Hearts something Oak. Heart of Oak. Uh, Brown Bag Society is uh, dugout, and then uh, I think Third Rail is. Billy's. So I think stands might be okay, but yeah, we'll figure it out. But so either way, Red Bull fans, let me know uh, if you're going to be in the Bronx and we'll you know, all kind of try and congregate somewhere. And then uh, Women's World Cup. Women's World Cup. Uh, USA plays China tomorrow night. Woo! And uh, it's going to suck because they have no Carly Lloyd, no Megan Rapino, but uh, I think they can still be China. But the fact of the matter is they're still playing like shit. And I don't think they're going to win the World Cup this year. I mean, especially once they hit Germany, it's over. They, they, they have, I mean, it's, I don't know how the U.S. women's national team went from being the most creative, uh, you know, women's team out there to being the one that just airs it out like the U.S. men's national team and just kicks it over the top. And I think they're going to be burned. I really do. I, you know, I don't. Everybody else got better. What's that? Because everybody else got better and they didn't. Now, yep. I don't know about that. I just think it's poor coaching. I mean, like, you know, it's, I think they could be doing much better. And yeah, it's, it's, it's just disappointing, uh, the way they're going right now. All right. Well, let, let's, let's wrap the show up. Um, you can visit us at onesmetro.com slash red hyphen bull hyphen rant. Uh, you can email us during the week at redbullrant at gmail.com. You can call us during the week at 973-348-5329. Uh, Facebook.com slash Red Bull Rant at Red Bull Rant on Twitter at Dr. Stooge for myself at PMFD2 for Pat at The Truman for Truman. Subscribe to us via iTunes, Stitcher Radio, SoundCloud.com slash Red hyphen Bull hyphen Rant. Any last words before we get out of here? Now batting the midfielder, Dax McCarty. McCarty. And win. Uh, yeah, I agree. Uh, win. All right, so for Pat Truman and myself, this was episode number 148 of the Red Bull Rant. Thank you guys for tuning in, and as always, go Red Bulls. Play ball! Peace.